today. Deep Blue San Francisco votes to recall three progressive school board members. And in completely unrelated news, Republicans appear to have a comfortable lead in the midterms, according to a new poll. Uh, also, Hillary Clinton dodges questions about whether or not she paid to spy on the Trump campaign. Uh, we've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am really excited today because I have two gentlemen in studio who have not actually been on my set in what feels like forever. One of them is actually right, like literally right next door to me. <laughs> yes. But just, I mean, he's Glenn How Beck. How are you? So I'm great. I'm great. Good. How good are to you? See you? Very good. It's really good to have I you. I know. And just, I'm never around the studios now no. in this time of day. Well, so it's funny, Glenn, because, well, uh, let me hold this thought. I do want to introduce also Sean Spicer, uh, author of the new book, which you really need, Radical Nation, and of course, host yes. of Spicer & Co. And by the way, Sean, I just think it's so perfect that you have uh, Joe and Kamala completely masked. Yeah. On it, it, you know, cover. it is. Yeah. It's, it's nice perfect. that they're masked. Yeah. And I, ha I have, may I say, yeah. I am thrilled for your success. Thank you. You are killing it. Well, thank you. Days. And it's always, I appreciate your support. You've been so kind to me. Uh, when I wrote my first book, yeah. I sat at a table not far from here. I yeah. am always, I get lost at, at <laughs> whenever I come down to these studios. And, uh, and but thank you for your constant support. It's, it's been amazing. And it's been a pleasure to have you on, yeah. uh, on the show. And it, It's uh, fun it's, when I can turn the tables on you. I know, but you know, to, to your point, and I don't mean to take away, it's, yeah. it's, it's so great to sit at a table right. uh, with folks because I, I know that I, I've been on with you before and you've been on my show. Uh, you've been kind enough to join me, and it's nice to sit around the table and see people yeah. in person. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I know, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's a human. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, no, Glenn, I was going to say, so I, when you know when I hurt my back, mm -hmm. and I was, you know, I had some muscle relaxers to do the show, and I was, like, very laid back and yeah. we're the, at the end of the show, and I'm like, they show the uh, the thumbnail for my, my show, and you're in the top corner, and I'm like, hey, wait a second. That guy's on my, I, I haven't seen him in over a year on this show. We need to get him back on. So I'm glad that you're here. Thank Absolutely. you. Uh, all right. So let's get into some of these headlines. Uh, see what you guys think about this, gentlemen. So parents and residents in San Francisco uh, voted overwhelmingly to recall three progressive members from the city's school board. Um, they were accused of pushing leftist ideology. Shocker. Imagine that. And uh, putting children last during the pandemic. This is President Gabriela Lopez, Vice President. Fauga Moliga and Commissioner Allison Collins. Um, and uh, here's the thing. The board was prioritizing renaming 44 schools in the city based on their progressive ideology. I mean, you can't have schools named after people like Abraham Lincoln. No, can't. That's, that's just, that's too he far. He was. Or Diane Feinstein. Yeah. <laughs> right. Crazy. Right. Right, right. And uh, so, and then there was one of them, Collins, who also came under fire for some anti-Asian tweets. But uh, this is deep blue San Francisco, and at least 70% of voters supported removing each member from the school board uh, as a revolt against their agenda. I just, you know, you have this happening. You have what happened in Virginia. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for the next election, don't worry. The Republicans can screw anything. Oh, they have plenty of time for that. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree no, with that. No, we can roll Mitch McConnell out and he'll say something or do something or 
not do anything, which is right. the favorite right. of people like Mitch McConnell. Well, but they so they 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 were prioritizing renaming these right. these schools. Um, but meanwhile, they were they had nothing to say about the children not going to school, being being involved in remote learning, masked up until the day that they die. I mean, they were parents are tired of it. A couple things. One, they only could recall three. Mm -hmm. Right. So if they could have recalled them all, they yeah. would have. Two, it was overwhelming. Yeah. Three, the mayor supported it. So the mayor basically saw the political headwinds yeah. of, of there was a Democrat and said, yeah. get rid of them. And the right. mayor is no, not, yeah. that's right. she's no <laughs> right. conservative. Four, the two individuals that started this recall campaign voted for Joe Biden. Right. These are not the right. two Republicans in San Francisco. Five. These people didn't support the recall of Gavin Newsom, right? So think about this. These are Democrats that basically said, we're, we're with Gavin Newsom. We voted for Joe Biden. We're, we're liberals. Yeah. But you guys went too far. Right. And then enough people in San Francisco agreed with them. This shows you how far the left has gone where they've gone so woke that mm -hmm. San Francisco overwhelmingly removes all three. It says, we'll go as far as you'll let us go mm -hmm. to come back a little bit. Right. So I mean, that, that's not a good sign. Yeah. This is what happened with Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson and his, his people went crazy over the line. I mean, almost where we are now. They had people spying on their neighbors, paid for by the federal government. It was bad. He scared the American people so badly by the end that they went 180 degrees mm -hmm. the other direction. And it was so bad that that's why progressivism wasn't even heard of, you know, up until recently. It was always there in the background, but it was not the front and center piece. It was liberal because they had so damaged the progressive title that they couldn't, nobody would vote for a progressive. That's when FDR takes progressive out, replaces liberal, mm -hmm. that meaning, to make it sound like a progressive. Yeah. That's but why we the, lost the that, liberal and libertarian. The, the thing that's interesting about that, right, is leading up until this election, and the point that I made in my book is these guys, Biden realizes what he wants to do is become the most progressive president ever. They're starting to get scared, I think, because they, they've now realized how much it's costing them. Mm -hmm. When they, when they see it happen, right, the rest of his party saying they thought this was somehow going to be a cool thing. And I think to some degree, uh, the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's, the Cory Bushes still double down on it. But the rest of the party's going, uh, we... Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute. I, as I, 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 you would know the answer to this. They do look scared, but this has been a hundred-year dream for them. They are close to their autocratic state, yeah. okay? And... If I believed what they believe, I'd be like, guys, we're so close. The economy collapses. We got it. We have all of the triggers right. ready to go. The machine's ready. Don't give up now. I think this makes them ex more ex dangerous. Except, I mean, think about, this is what's the interesting thing. Of Think about who's retiring from, from the congressional uh, ranks right now. We just had yesterday the 30th House Democrat retire. These are not vulnerable Democrats, right? These are safe Democrats. They, they literally just have to breathe and they get reelected. They, they don't want to be in the minority. And the problem is, is that they realize that they're going to lose. Now, who was the Democrat that just retired? Was it yesterday? Yeah, from Long Island. 
uh, um, that he that he you know, I don't think that was it. He came out afterwards and started just blasting the Democrats. Uh, that, it was one of the right. last well, few. Oh, they, they've, they've won, yeah, but yeah. the one yesterday was the female from from Long Island. Okay, uh, but, but the, I know who you're talking. Uh, yeah, I can't remember either. But he came out. I mean, he's a long. He was. He was known as a clear Democrat I just in a very think, blue right. section. Right, I think what's happening is now that they're realizing the, the, what, the damage that it's having on them politically, right? Biden came in there and I think thought, hey, I'm going to champion this stuff. I'm going to go down in history as this progressive guy that appointed all of these people. I appointed, I mean, think about it. They've changed the metric, or they, not, correct myself, they tried to change the metric of success, not achieving something, but appointing people. The first black woman of color, the first LBGTQ uh, department head. All of these things weren't actually a metric of success anymore. It wasn't, I got more people back to work. I lowered the unemployment rate. I built, rebuilt the military. All of these things that we used to do this, this all became appointments, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Th- those aren't metrics of success. I appointed the first female justice on the Supreme Court of color. This isn't about success. We're not talking about qualifications anymore. We've lost the definition of experience, of qualifications, of success to just allow progressivism because what now goes on in Biden world forevermore is, well, Joe Biden appointed the first. Now, in order to outdo him, you have to appoint two or three or four of whatever mm-hmm. it is. He appointed the first transgender four star. Granted, it's for the public health service, but he gets to say he was the first. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to he's not going to have to be judged on what the economy did because it was in the tank. So you would know the answer to this question, I think. Um, I just watched um, a documentary on the last czars, Nicholas, okay? And they were clueless. They were so far away from the people. They had no idea they were going to end up shot, okay? They've always been czars. What? The people love us. No, they hate you. (laughs) Right. Okay? Is Joe Biden so isolated that he doesn't know what people are saying? Yes. Mm. He is. And I think they, I mean, you think about it, about what he sees and who runs him. There's a, a passage in the book. I mean, they call Ron Klain Prime Minister Klain, his chief of staff. They, they maintain, I mean, think about the schedule. They put it out every day and no one makes fun of it. But yet his schedule every day says he gets the presidential briefing. That's like eating breakfast. That's part of the job. (laughs) And they act like that's a heavy lift. That's what's on his schedule every day. And then he goes to Delaware as if that's an activity. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, on the Trump schedule, they always used to say that he was spending the weekend at a Trump property because that's where he lived. I mean, he lived at Mm Mar-a-Lago or he lived uh, at Bedminster, which is where his houses are. Joe Biden goes to Delaware. That's fine. I don't care, but that's the same thing. That's what he does. And then he has nothing on his schedule, right? So he is isolated. He has a handful of people, and it literally it's four or five guys. And I say guys, it's four or five white guys for all this talk about diversity that literally surround him and keep the flow of information. You know, it was funny. Early on in the administration, they fired the deputy press secretary. We don't need to go into this. But the reason I bring it up is why. The deputy press secretary was a guy named T.J. Ducklow. He had been Biden's press secretary, right? He'd been close to the family forever. When they fired him, Jen Psaki goes out, the White House press secretary, and says, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain dismissed him. Now, I was the White House press secretary, and I'm thinking, well, wait, time out. This guy's this close to the president and the first family, and the president wasn't in the loop on firing him? Mm. 
What, what's going you mean, on? You, you think he knew, or you just think that it would have been, the, it should have been the president sh- to the president, say, yeah, that the press secretary is going out there and, and explaining the decision-making mm-hmm. process, and not, not, not admitting that the president was part of the process. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, this isn't some low-level staffer. This is a right. close friend and confidant. He was the traveling press secretary for the last whatever two years. He was with the guy every day in his home in Delaware in the basement. I mean, he was the one guy that could go down there, you know, and hang out. And yet you didn't tell him he's no longer going to be around. But that's what's happening. They've isolated him. So every day they wake up and they go, everything's great. It's like the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Kamal is doing a great job, sir. He must be really perplexed. The border is When he goes out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When he goes out and he sees people that are, yeah. Think about it. They said the other day, he goes, you know, the one thing I really want to do is get out to the to to see the American people, and they send him to Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what about if we just go to Northern Virginia? That's an house. (laughs) Well, I mean, that that may explain whenever uh, he when was this over Christmas when he was on with a gentleman and he they said let's go Brandon and he said I agree and everyone was like. What? Yeah, you really look. And it wasn't know even what like that means? you didn't look like you were trying to get. He didn't look like he even got the joke. No, no, no. It just right, right over his no. head. That's yeah. what it looked like. Uh, okay, I, I want to. As we're talking about this, uh, you know, look. Glenn, I don't disagree with you. The Republicans have a lot of time to screw things up, and they're very, very good at it. Oh, they, very efficient. They, they, they very efficient at screwing things up. Out of the jaws of defeat every time. I don't disagree with you, but I also think the leftists who do continue to double down and they are not trying to course correct uh, are also very good at screwing things up. So, so try this one on for size. So, not in San Francisco, but in Oakland. Uh, meanwhile, you have a teacher who just posted this TikTok video about the transition closet over in Fremont High School. And uh, so basically the idea is that uh, the students who want to um, say that they are a different gender go to school in the clothes that their parents put them in and then they can change in the transition closet and be who they actually are. Watch. The goal of the transition closet is for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. And I use the idea that this is like Superman changing in a phone booth. But that idea actually goes a lot further than that, because Superman isn't Clark Kent. Clark Kent is actually the disguise. And when Clark Kent goes into the phone booth, he transforms into Superman, who's really just who he truly is, Kal-El. And so this gives our trans students the opportunity to be the superheroes that we know they are. So, I mean, look, I, that, that's oh, giving no. Oakland a chance to uh, to not be so deep blue anymore either, I think, because you're, you're basically the overwhelming idea from the left is that they should be able to have more of a say in your children's upbringing than you. you should have. I, I, th- I mean, how, I, how I, can anyone agree with that? I think Afghanistan was a huge turning point, but I also think Virginia was a giant yeah. turning point. When you start to call parents terrorists, when you start to tell parents you don't have a say in what we say, and we're not talking about, hey, you know, I used to do long division this way. Right. It's the Cal-L, that's really what he's, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> when you get to that point, yeah. Parents are not going to sit down, uh, and that's why I think women are changing. Mm-hmm. Women are changing. Those suburban uh, women that they said uh-huh. Trump lost. Yeah, yeah. They uh, don't mess 
with children. Mm -hmm. Don't mess with them. Yeah, it's not just this, Sean. It's like uh, it kids, kids in Illinois being locked in uh, rooms in closet in closets because not to transition, but because they're not wearing a mask. I right? just the thing that I I don't get. I went to public school for K through eight. We went and we learned. Yeah, it was math, science, English. Uh, we had something called like life studies, I think, in seventh and eighth grade, and that was mostly like biology type stuff. Um, but like, w I don't, I, I, I think that there are certain things that parents that are saved for home, right? Right. Um, but we're we're falling behind in the world, competitively. Um, there's a place for those kind of discussions. I don't know that we need to be going to school and focusing on things that aren't focused on, on learning. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I just, I, I've kind of wondered wh when we're going to get back to that. Um, and I think, you know, you've seen more and more calls for homeschooling, for private schools. And the, the downside to this, and it's always been part of the problem, is that we're, because we don't have school choice in so many areas or charter schools are getting pushed aside again, that you leave kids who don't have those opportunities to get stuck with a lot of teachers mm -hmm. who then push an agenda onto them. Yeah. And that's what I think the unfortunate part of this is, is that the kids who don't have opportunities, who are at the poorer end of the opportunity scale, mm -hmm. get stuck with teachers who want to push an agenda onto them um, and it's not this, I mean, day after day after day, you read a story about a teacher pushing an agenda. Right. I mean, I think it's one thing if a kid comes in and says, I want to do something. Okay, well, that's one thing. When the teacher is pushing an agenda and saying, I mean, we, we uh, pulled up a story the other day about uh, a class in Connecticut where the teacher was telling them to pick out slices of pizza and talk about, about that too. their... Yeah sexual mm -hmm. positions and I'm like mm -hmm. how is this relevant yeah. to learning in school I mean that's that's not a discussion that's appropriate no um, left or right left or right yeah, yeah. exactly it, yeah. but it's just not an appropriate that's left for the family it's not appropriate to be going to to a, a public school even yeah so yeah uh, all right we've got more to come but uh, first we want to thank our sponsor Express VPN so uh, look Using the internet without ExpressVPN, it's kind of like checking in your baggage at the airport uh, without a anything to protect it, like a lock or something. You think that your stuff is going to be kept private, but you don't know who's going to be going through your personal items. Yes, you do. It's Department of Homeland Security, and a lock doesn't stop them. Well, that's fair. <laughs> all of these things are true, all right? Yeah. But when you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every single website that you visit. Uh, they can legally sell this information. Like the Clinton campaign. Yeah, mm. exactly. I know. And think about, like, um, send that. <laughs> and like you never know player. who is going to steal your data out there or who's just going to take it and uh, sell it for a profit. Uh, look, when, when you use ExpressVPN ISPs, they can't see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. Your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. Big tech, like these are not good guys that we're talking about. OK, don't let them have access to your data. You can fire up the app and click one button. It works on all your devices, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. We use uh, ExpressVPN, and um, it's not your your computer's not going to lag. Uh, it is going to work seamlessly, and you can know that you will be protected. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com/y today. You will get an extra three months for free with expressvpn.com/y.
The CEO of YouTube has acknowledged that the platform's policy of censoring legal content that it deems to be harmful is, well, some people might call it a little bit controversial. And uh, but but her stance is that the government should actually pass stronger laws and she's she's really happy to go along with whatever the government suggests for that. Here is a YouTube's CEO. This category of harmful, but not um, but but legal has been, I think, where most of the discussion has been. And you know, for us, we look at that content and we think about the, the role that we play in society. Um, we want to be doing the right thing for our users and for our creators. Um, we also generate revenue from advertisers. And if we are serving content that is seen by our advertising community as not beneficial society, um, no advertiser is going to want to appear on that. And they're certainly not going to even want to appear on a, a different you know, content that is positive if they think the platform as a whole is not being responsible. You know, our, our recommendation if governments want to have more control over online speech is to, to pass laws, to have that be very cleanly and clearly defined such that we can implement it. You know, it's great is this took place in Germany and the Germans know all about those kind of laws. I don't know. Maybe if she was near Nuremberg, we could make some. Nure anyway, um, I, this is phenomenal. First of all, advertiser. Why do advertisers drop shows? And I know because yeah. I've been the target yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. Why do they drop shows? They don't drop shows because of average people. They drop shows because the left yes. organizes with money a big, huge campaign to get you driven off. That's why it happens. So advertisers, they don't give a flying crap. They want to sell their product. But the left has forced them into this position to where I, I don't know, I just, please, just leave us alone. And so they make the safe bet because conservatives don't do that. Then she goes on to say, uh, we just really want governments to make that decision and, and tell us what to do. That is the Great Reset. They don't care. They would rather work with China, honestly. They would rather work with China because the rules are clear. Don't do this, do this. Edit that out or you're gone. They love that because, I mean, really, truly imagine from their perspective being in this job and you didn't pull something because it was cool yesterday and today it's not cool. And you're like, I don't know what it, I mean, think of how in constant churn their world is. They, they, they deserve it. They started it. They embraced it, but imagine that churn. They, it's a welcome relief to have the government control everything. Look, there isn't a single entity that, whether it's them or the government, that ever sides with anyone on the right. It always goes in one direction, and that's why they love it, because it defaults to where they want to be anyway. But the bottom line is what, what troubles me in what she said is they, they keep talking about harmful yeah. language. Yeah. I, I'm so tired of these snowflakes who go, I, what you said hurt me. Yeah, it, speech is violent. Speech doesn't hurt Today. you. <laughs> it doesn't. Today, Punching you hurts yeah. you. <laughs> Today, uh, this morning, I was going through my show prep, and one of my producers put a video in. Did you see the Blackbird thing in Mexico? Yes. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's wild. So, like, there's a thousand Blackbirds, and all of a sudden, just they just... Go to the ground. Yeah. And then most of them get up and fly away. 
So I'm reading about it, and I'm about to click on the video, and I'm there by myself, and I'm like, no warning label. I mean, this could be very disturbing and graphic. <laughs> I click on it. It has the warning label. <laughs> could be harmful. No, <laughs> it's a bunch of birds. Most of them got up. I'm not traumatized. <laughs> Good heavens. But I, I just don't... We live in a world now that's completely subjective. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's harmful when you talk about how the Jets are going to be a good team. I mean, <laughs> as a Patriots fan, I mean, like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Like, if you, every, I mean, if we're starting to live in a world where what hurts your feelings is the new bar, then you can't say anything. Yeah. Well, they make this argument that speech is violence, but actual violence is not right. violence. Like they but can burn well, cities down and set no, things on fire no, no, no. and trample. Actual violence is violence if done by the right. Okay, that's fair. And You're right. Nonviolence by the truckers is potential violence. Right. That is yes. But an this is. But here's the problem. This is all just a joke. I mean, it's a scapegoat. They want to be able to censor people, but they don't want to say that they did it. So mm -hmm. it's like if the government comes up with something, then they can say, oh, it was them, not us. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Because yeah. they, they, they want this whole Section 230 stuff to go away. They want an excuse not to actually have something happen. So their view is, if the government comes in and does it for us, then they can say We're to everyone, guys. I, guys, it yeah. wasn't us. It yeah. was them. They're the ones who did this, these government people, and we're just abiding by it. Right. But we all know where it ends up which is it goes against everything on the right, and it helps everyone on the left talk about, you know, because it, it never, ever hurts. I mean, we've seen this. You can suppress a story on Hunter Biden. That's okay. Right. But you can, you know, ensure that no one talks about whether or not Hillary Clinton spied. I mean, right. there's, it's the, the... Did you hear what the New York Times said about the spying Be thing? careful, because this could hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk slowly. Okay. Um, the New York Times in the story that they did write about that, said most of what is being said about Hillary Clinton is misinformation. Yes. And then the very next sentence was, and it's also very complicated and confusing and would require we readers to use an enormous amount of attention oh uh, to to figure it all out, which makes one wonder whether we should be in the business of covering things like that in the first place. It's too hard for their readers to figure out. Boy. Have you noticed? Well. Have you noticed? So when when they were making the case about Trump and Russia, they took every dot that existed. And we're like, this dot goes with that dot, she goes with that mm -hmm. dot. And they've got I mean, they connected the most random dots to say, see, it's Trump and Russia. When they have like five dots that are next to each other with Hillary Clinton, it's like, guys, you can't you can't just connect them because they're next to each other. <laughs> right. This doesn't just make sense. Yeah. Like, and it's very it's complicated. <laughs> and just because. But there, there was a story and I think it was the Times or it could have been the Post this morning where they were talking about why what Durham's doing doesn't really make a ton of sense. And they were they were making excuses. So one of the people that Durham has. Uh, indicted is a Russian named Dinchenko. Mm -hmm. And they were saying the hard part for Durham is because he's not a native English speaker, it's going to be hard to indict him because he probably misunderstood what the FBI was asking him. In other words, they're already making excuses why yeah. this Russian right. guy lied to the FBI. Like, hey, he probably didn't lie. He just misunderstood. He didn't mean to. He didn't mean to. And oh I'm not talking gosh. directly to his attorneys. I'm not saying that maybe that's what he should be right. thinking but about right, right like now. The, there's nothing that the left could do that they can't I know. excuse. Yeah. I know. Here, you know, this is why this probably happened. 
you know, it wasn't they were they were just testing some Internet stuff and they happened to hack. But that was just a scheduled thing. This is I mean, Donald Trump was right when he said this is bigger than Watergate. This is the biggest scandal of all time in America. I can't think of a time where a president has been betrayed uh, and damaged like this. Yeah. I mean, they ran Lincoln through the ringer, but they didn't do this. This is way, this you know, is treason. I, Glenn, the funny thing is, I, I have always said uh, that I don't like to live life looking in the rearview mirror and living with regrets. It's just not mm -hmm. a healthy way yeah. to live. But from the campaign through the transition to the first seven months of Trump, right, it was, you guys are stupid. There's no way you can win a race. You can't, you can't talk to each other. You're a bunch of numb nuts. Uh, then this is the sloppiest transition ever. Then it became, no, you're completely controlled by the Russians. And it's hard not to sit back sometimes and say, can you imagine no. if this didn't, like, if you guys actually didn't treat, like, if this didn't, wasn't the narrative and we actually could have run a real just investigation investigation if we could have actually legislated and trump's policies could have been implemented i stood in front of the press corps every day for whatever it was six months and it was russia this and this connection to that and which we all know now wasn't true and yet it was a made-up narrative that we knew at the time and how do you disprove something that didn't happen you can't and yet now we actually have proof that something, that there's an actual guy from the Department of Justice filing things, and they're like, guys, we and, don't know. Yeah, and at the same right. time, they are the ones saying, we're providing misinformation and conspiracy right. theories. Right, yeah. <laughs> they never had, right, they, they had a dossier, right? Right. And I was the guy who literally on, what was it, January 5th, took the phone call from CNN saying I was in the room. I literally sat in the room because I had a security clearance with Comey and Clapper and Brennan and got briefed with Trump on Annex A. Oh, my God. And I was there. And I'm literally on the phone with him going, guys, that's not what happened. That's not what went down. And they're like, well, we're going to run with it anyway. We have a source. I literally was like, guys, I sat in the room. This isn't like a secondhand account. Didn't happen the way you're describing it. This isn't what happened. You know, here and I you know, can disprove some of these things and yet still went with it. Okay, now we have a Department of Justice nonpartisan career special prosecutor, special counsel, and they're going, but you know, I, I can't trust this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. No. I mean, it's amazing. It really is. The difference of the standard. One is a, a bought and paid for dossier that's been discredited and disproven. The other one is a career DOJ guy, and they're like, I don't know about Because it's this. not about truth. No. It's not about truth. Right. Uh, all right, uh, we got to take a break, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Grove Collaborative. So here's the deal with Grove. Um, as you guys know, I am the conservative hippie, and uh, I do like to uh, have cleaning products, toiletries, all of those things in my house that are family friendly. So they're they're good for the kids, they're good for the animals, and I do have about a billion animals now at my house, and I want to make sure that they are safe uh, with whatever products I am using. You got to go to Grove, okay? Because Grove is the same really, really uh, high quality, environmentally friendly, green products that you could get at, I don't know, uh, places like Whole Foods and places where you're gonna spend a billion dollars on like two things. So Grove is gonna give it to you. They've got concentrated cleaners, refillable glass bottles. Uh, they've got all of the cleaners, Mrs. Myers they have, which is one of my favorites. They've got sustainable products for every room in your house and you're gonna save a fortune by going to 
Grove. All right, you got to go to uh, Grove. Dot C C O. I'm sorry, grove.com slash news. You will get a free gift set uh, worth up to $50 for your first order. Shipping is very fast and it is free. You got to go there right now. It is grove.com slash news. That is grove.com slash news. The NATO Secretary General uh, Jens Stoltenberg contradicted Moscow's claims that it was pulling troops back from the Ukrainian border and said he has seen no proof of any withdrawal efforts. Now, we talk about this on the show all the time, what's going on here. And as you both know, the show is called The News and Why It Matters. And I have had conflicting opinions on this show as to whether or not it should matter to the average American citizen what is going on between Russia and Ukraine. So I would like for you two gentlemen, you're obviously both very heavy hitters, so I would like to hear from you guys. Why it matters? Why it matters. Um, to the average American, I don't think it does. Okay. Long term, it really does. Yeah. Because we look so weak right. right now. If he takes Crimea or if he takes Ukraine, that is a signal. China, ah, when you get ready, once you get those amphibious boats, you just give us a call. We'll lay low. You can go take Taiwan. Um, so it matters on our credibility. We look weak and terrible. Why this president is making this, I mean, it's almost like, come on, Putin, you want a war, right? I mean, look, I'm going to back out and you want a war. No, I really don't want a war. Yeah, you do. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Is it just me? I, I watched his comment. First of all, I 100% so agree with yeah. because it doesn't matter, matter. Like, wh whether they take them tomorrow, it's not like anyone's going on vacation to Ukraine. Right. Um, but it does matter big picture long term in terms of China's literally just going, OK, if they can take them, then we'll take Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And it's and then it goes from there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and and I cannot I'm obsessed with with China. I, I just I don't Me think too. people understand that China has a larger military than we do now. They own the digital footprint of every single American. They have an economic superiority that we don't fully yet. And literally someday they're just going to go, okay, and flick a switch. And yeah. it's, it's like- They're working on CRISPR stuff that Oh, could, they're playing the long game. Oh, yeah. It's not even, the, but we, we've always thought it's the longer game. It's just becoming that longer game is now kind of the shorter range game. Mm -hmm. it, 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 is, it is everything right now is how do you go bankrupt? How did that right. guy go bankrupt? Took a long time, and then all at once. But, but we're at the all at once part now. I, I, I mean, I, I've, you know, do talk about this in the book. I always have to be marketing and selling. <laughs> but I will say, like, they are in our ports. They're in our academics. I mean, I'm getting off They're topic everywhere. here, but but yeah. understand yeah. that Glenn's right. The, this is just what's happening there. They're watching. Yeah. Second, more. Urgently, what I saw yesterday when Biden went out, I'm watching this press conference. It wasn't a press conference. It was a, it was a rambling. And I was like, what are you saying? Because he said stuff for like 12 minutes and I walked away from it going, I don't understand what you just did or why you did it. It he was like, either. I need to say something, but I have to say a lot of words. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, it, it was literally just, if he says things, then we're going to do something about it, but I don't know what it's going to be, but he'll know that we did it someday soon. <laughs> and it was, I, I literally, when it was done, I looked at the two people next to me and I go, what was your takeaway? Because I'm confused what he said. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think, 
We have led from behind in this. The meetings have all either had the German Chancellor or French President Macron in Moscow. We sent Kamala Harris, our border czar, who is now in in Europe. Um, We've shown weakness. And so it's not just Putin who wants to rebuild the USSR. um, And we've let China see this. So I just, it's not about Ukraine, and that's the problem. So if you're saying, why does it matter to America? Because it's not about Ukraine. It's about how we project ourselves on the world stage. It's how Europe looks at us right now. And right now, Europe's going, uh, I thought you guys led. Right. And it's about how China looks at us. It's about how Russia looks at us. Um, You saw the other day when there was a press event, and the German chancellor is sitting next to Biden, and he says, I will shut down the Nord Stream pipeline if Russia does this, and the chancellor says, mm, I don't think so. And when asked by our reporter, how do you do this? He goes, I promise you we will. He okay. couldn't answer. It yeah. just, that doesn't look like strong. And, and by yeah. the way, he could have done this 10 months ago. Right. So I just, I worry about how we look. And I think that's why you should care. Yeah. So I read that's something right. disturbing. I'll, I'll keep it quick. I read something disturbing this morning, and it was more of a feeling than the actual words coming from the White House. You know, they're doing the, what is it, sexy tiger war games or whatever, that white tiger war games that they're doing. Um, And I just kind of had this feeling that this is Biden trying to make up for Afghanistan. Yes. To try to look tough. Is, are we considering, do you think in, in, even in his crazy mind, he's considering that we would actually do something if Russia when no, in? no, no, no. But but what I, here's what I, I think you're on to something, which is I think that somehow they think Putin's going to back down. And when he does, they'll take credit, which I don't know how, with the exception of a complicit press, which he has. I think he's going to say, see what I did worked, which I don't know how you do that. Like how you can look yourself in the mirror and say what that I did. That makes total sense. But because he's going to say it with COVID right now. But that's different because you can you can lie enough to yeah. say I did a mask mandate and Fauci was on TV 50,000 times. Yeah. Remember, I mean, yeah. this week, what what really got me was this week, Putin is having talks. He's having talks. And the White House comes out and goes, yeah, but we don't know. I mean, they could still go to war. And it was like, what? But yeah. you remember, you remember, yeah. Last word, he, they said they're going I mean, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, keeps saying, please stop doing yeah. this. You're yeah. fanning the flames. I watched an ABC News reporter saying on Saturday night, I'm in Kiev and it, people were out at the bars last night. It looks like business as usual. No one thinks this. And the Ukrainian president is, keeps telling Biden, please stop doing this. You're getting you our people right. all worked up. When it doesn't happen, Biden's going to go, see, I yeah. stopped it. You're right. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, all right, we've, we've got to take a break, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So, um, look, these we're talking about all of the wokeness. Uh, this is infiltrating all of these companies that you are giving your hard-earned money to. you got to, if you are still with a big-name mobile carrier, uh, Verizon, any of those places, you got to switch to Patriot Mobile, all right? They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Uh, it's 2022, so I don't know if you guys know this, but it's all they all use the same towers. All of these carriers use the same towers, so it's going to be the same nationwide coverage. Uh, plus, you get peace of mind that your money is not supporting the left, who, by the way, really, really hates you. So you don't <laughs> want to be giving them your money. Uh, they've got plenty.
plans Patriot Mobile does to fit any budget, and uh, they have 100% U.S.-based customer support. They provide very, very, very exceptional uh, customer support for you. And uh, look, they are alongside with you in this battle. They support organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, uh, and by the way, veteran and first responder heroes. And if you are one of those, you will get a discount on top of their already reasonably priced plans. You got to go to patriotmobile.com slash news. Get free activation with the offer code news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. We've got a couple minutes here. And Sean, you know, we've been talking about China. We've been talking about Biden and Harris. I think it's only right that we talk uh, just for a minute here about your book, Radical Nation. Uh, It is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's dangerous plan for America. I, I mean, these are well, I don't know. Is it their plan, though? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's, they I both say are so two, out of touch. Well, I was going to say two people who are anti-American, but I'm like, well, I don't know about Joe. I don't think he knows what's going on. So, so the, yes. the, the case that I make is is this, and I, I mentioned it earlier in the show, but but you can create a legacy if you do things. Mm-hmm. You create jobs. You you go to war. Mm-hmm. You win a war. You do whatever. You do something monumental. Biden's case is he knew that time was short. He's going to be a one-termer. And so he said, I can be progressive by appointing people, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and, and by touting progressive positions and then becoming the North Star, if you will, to progressive causes going forward, then being like, well, Biden did all of these things, be better than Biden, right. appoint more people, do more than he did. I think that that's, and, and, and when you realize the backgrounds of these people, I mean, one of the, I mean, that's what we have to understand. Pete Buttigieg, I have a, a chapter and all these people. Pete Buttigieg is the, the Secretary of Transportation. is 38 years old. He was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. It's 100,000 people and 66 buses in the town. 66 buses. He's now leading our highways, railways, and seaways. You wonder why we have a supply chain issue. Yeah, I think leading Maybe, is generous. I mean, seriously, <laughs> there are more buses that go in front of my house in Alexander, Virginia, than were in his entire town. Yeah. But we appointed him because he checked a box. Mm. We have, you know, we have a Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Dennis McDonough, who had never served in the military, never served on a veteran service organization. You know, he's never worked in healthcare, which is the largest single platform that the, the, v, uh, the VA serves. I don't even know that he has a mortgage, which is the second thing that the VA does. But why did we appoint him? But these are the things that you need to know and understand about the Biden administration. Because once you understand the psyche and the id of what's happening, you get it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Is so many times people are scratching their head going, why are they doing this? I make the case in the book that once you understand the motives and the background of these people and understand Kamala Harris, I have a chapter called President in Waiting. This is, I mean, she'll do and say whatever you want, but you understand. And then the point that I make about the border is this. They're not solving it for a reason. These are voters to them. Mm -hmm. It's easy to solve. Trump showed us how to do it. This is all about making sure that Democrats have future voters. There's a reason that they don't want voter ID. There's a reason that in, what is it, 26 states, you can vote by just having a license and that we give you a license as an illegal alien in this country. It makes sense. You just have to understand the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, look, I don't you got to go pick it up if you don't already have it. Radical Nation. Uh, you can find it everywhere that books are sold. We got to take a break. We'll be back. In your opinion, does he finish the first? As 
as I said, Radical Nation, make sure to pick it up. Uh, but we have another author at I mean, the table. He's crazy, too. Yeah. He's just he's Slightly riveting. more successful. <laughs> it's Glenn Beck, of course, the book, The Great Reset. It will be available again in stores uh, in maybe as early as next week. If you haven't ordered your copy, make sure you get your copy. It is out on Kindle, and the audiobook is also done. Uh, okay, so where where would they go? Glenbecksbook.com? Yeah, Glenbecksbook.com, Glenn, Glenn I think, is it. You just get it wherever you get, you know, your <laughs> audiobooks and wherever you get your, you know, Kindle. Yeah, Amazon. yeah. Well, okay, really quick, what do you, your show is tonight. What do you have, what do you have on? Tonight, who's really running things at the White House? And it's not any of the names we mentioned. Oh, that'll be really good. So make sure to tune in to that. Uh, Glenn. Thanks for coming back on. You're welcome. Sean, always good to have you. you. Please come back you soon. Bet. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.